thanks. Um, it's been a lot going on this morning, so I will try and keep it brief. But I'm not going to speak as fast as I did for the Advent stuff the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, no, wickedness, mischief in you. Um, honour, honour. We've heard that word bandied about a bit lately. What is it, though? What is honour? Um, I, want, I want to just give you my brief idea on what honour is and what it looks like, and a little bit about what it's not. I'm going to start with what it's not. Honour is not just praising someone, and it's definitely not flattery. It's definitely not honour. The difference between thanking someone, showing appreciation, and honour is that honour has to cost something. It's costly, it's sacrificial, and it requires intentionality because honour won't happen by accident. Um, two of my favourite descriptions of honour go like this. Honour is all about seeing what's valuable, wonderful and miraculous in other people and appreciating being in awe of, loving, acknowledging, and otherwise responding to them in the way they deserve. It's also the principle of honor states that accurately acknowledging who people are will position us to give them what they deserve and to receive the gift of who they are in our lives. That's really good, isn't it? Honor is powerful, and honor actually releases life. A culture of honor creates a life-promoting environment when we recognize the God-given identity and role of someone else. Resurrection life begins to flow into people's lives, into their homes, into their communities bringing healing and restoration and joy and hope and wholeness and blessing. All that through honor. Honor creates a safe space for us to try and to fail because honor doesn't value us according to what we do, but according to who we are. So we're allowed to make mistakes, we're allowed to fail. Honor promotes freedom and it equips others to be powerful and free. That means we're not intimidated when others become powerful and free because we know who we are and we know who they are. One of the meanings of the Old Testament word kabod is honor and it means to give weight or to give value to someone. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Honoring means valuing differences. Not tolerating differences, but valuing and embracing differences of others. And honor's not afraid of disagreeing with someone. The fact that we don't always think the same way is a good thing. 
We've had plenty of opportunity this week to disagree with each other with all that's gone on in the political world. Um, but that's okay, as long as we deal with it in a loving, honorable way. That's fine. What do we do about those who don't deserve our respect or our honor by merit? Might be people that we know personally. They might be people in the public eye who seem um, mean-spirited, who seem obnoxious, or maybe even immoral. What do we do about that? How do we handle that if we're a people of honor? To illustrate that point, I just want to quote, um, a reporter recently interviewed someone who I admire hugely and she asked him she said um, I noticed that you never speak badly about people how is it that you can discipline yourself to never speak negatively about people even when they're being really annoying and this was the response the man with tears running down his cheeks said I fear Jesus in them, that I would speak badly about someone made in the image of God that is so valued by God that Jesus died for them, and that I would portray them as something less valuable than that. I fear how God would deal with a person who would betray the people made in his image. That's a sobering thought. Do we really dare to risk dishonoring someone? There seems to be a culture these days that thinks it's okay to rip someone's character to shreds on social media. But just because God doesn't have an Instagram account or a Twitter feed? Do we think that he doesn't see or doesn't care about that? In an effort to be accountable, I'm gonna share something, a little bit of myself with you. Sarcasm is my favorite form of humor. I know, I know. <laughs> And I think one of the things that Irish people and Geordies seem to have in common is that it is our affinity for um, good-natured banter or ribbing of, of someone. But sarcasm gets a bad press. Even Oscar Wilde said it's the lowest form of wit. And I get that. We have to be so careful because comments that are intended to be playful banter and, and even affectionate can be very damaging and very hurtful. And so if you are prone to a bit of banter, all I'm saying is we need to make sure that the vast majority of our words are life-giving and bless other people.
there's a spiritual law at work through all this. I bet most of us are familiar with the scriptures that say, honor the prophet in the name of a prophet, and you'll receive what? Prophet's reward. Honor the righteous man in the name of a righteous man, and you'll receive the reward of the righteous man. Honor your father and mother, and you get even more. You get to live long in the land that the Lord is giving to you. There's huge blessing in honoring. But there's also a warning attached. Because the very same Bible tells us that if we dishonor our parents, the penalty is death. Now I know, I know that's Old Testament. I know that I'm not trying to pull it into the today. All I'm saying is we get an idea from that how serious God is about honor and dishonor. How much it's on his heart, how integral it is to who he is and therefore to who we should be. We choose to honor, to glorify God. And we honor because we're honorable people. We carry the Lord's DNA. We're honorable people. There have been times in my life where I've, I've struggled because I've lost sight of who I was. I've struggled with maybe feelings of inadequacy. Or I've listened to lies that have tried to hold me down and stop me from stepping into what I'm supposed to do or who I'm supposed to be. Now in those times, I didn't need sympathy and I didn't need flattery. But I was blessed with people around me who knew how to honor. They knew me, but they also sought the Lord for me to see what's, what's he saying about me at the moment. And then they spent time reminding me who I am in God. They reminded me of his promises over my life. And then they helped me back up into that rightful place where I should be. I heard it described before as someone knowing the song that's in your heart and singing it back to you when you've forgotten the words. Isn't that lovely? There were also occasions where I missed the mark and I messed up and I hurt these people badly. But even in their hurt, they didn't turn their back on me. Instead, they chose to treat me according to who I am in the Lord and not according to my mess and my mistakes. I still had to clean up my mess and I still had to win back trust with them. But the very people I'd hurt the most were the ones who helped me to do that. That can't have been easy for them. 
But remember what we said earlier? It's costly and it's sacrificial and it requires intentionality. I learned a lot from how these folks helped me through that process. And I learned massively that honor values the relationship enough to confront. And honor always pursues true reconciliation. Honor always pursues true reconciliation. That's good, there's nothing like it. But I don't want us to merely talk about honor. So I'm throwing out a challenge. I want you to put into action what you've heard today. So your challenge is to find one of the wider leaders who were up here, or several were missing, Find one of them, pray about it. Find someone and honor them before Christmas. So there's a deadline, but you've over a week to think about it, to write them a card or write a letter or buy them a little gift, make them a meal, offer some practical help. Anything you like, get creative, but show honor to someone in the next week. Imagine for a moment what it would look like if we as a church intentionally pursued honor, creating a culture of honor here in 2020, where we raise each other up to our rightful places. Honoring, loving relationships usher in revival. Did you know that? This church has had many words given to it about um, creating unity, working on unity, and about hosting revival. Honor is at the heart of it. It won't happen without honor. Honor is what love looks like. I believe it's the very heartbeat of the Father. It involves looking for Jesus in every individual, valuing them as his, and treating them in keeping with their God-given identity, even if they're not behaving accordingly. We don't get to withdraw that honor just because of behavior we see. The more we learn to see people through the eyes of Jesus, the more we'll be able to impart his heart to them. I believe that pursuing honor would actually alleviate some problems we face as well. Like fear of failure, feelings of inadequacy, performance mentality, isolation and aloneness, 
and physical, mental exhaustion. Honor would definitely help in all those situations. So today is the final week in our Sacrifice and Service series. What better way to serve one another and our community than by honoring? So let's honor each other, see people energized and flourishing as they recognize the beauty of their unique God-given identity and they then step into their roles and bring kingdom.